Hey everybody, it's Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting back with another Physiology Secrets. Actually down in Druin today, uh, down in the southeast. Just finished off a, a school presentation and it's a four hour break until the next one. So I've just gone for a quick run, um, had a bit of lunch and a coffee, bit of work and now I'm just going for a walk to kill some time. So. I wanted to jump on today, and it's been a little while since I've done a podcast, and the last one we did was about Callum Hawkins, and I just wanted to jump on and and talk about, I don't know if it'll be a segment or just every now and again I'll, I'll um, create a podcast about it, but just clarifying the differences between terms which are used interchangeably. So the ones I want to cover today is the difference between acclimatization and acclimation, the difference between lactate threshold and anaerobic threshold, and the difference between anaerobic capacity and anaerobic power because these these terms are often used interchangeably but they are a little bit different so it might be a bit of a physiology uh, lesson today um, probably not, pra- not not super practical in terms of takeaway messages but if you're interested in knowing uh, about physiology and some theory behind it then uh, then tune in so yeah the last podcast we did was about Callum Hawkins and I had an email from a bloke who wanted to know the difference between heat acclimatization and heat acclimation. And they are very, very similar things. They have the same goal. Both of their goal is to get you to adapt to the heat and to the climate. Um, But heat acclimatization is when you physically go over to the environment and you exercise in it. So that would be if you're training for the Gold Coast Marathon, which is coming up, you would go over to the Gold Coast two weeks, at least two weeks before to properly acclimatize. So it's when you physically train in the environment. Heat acclimation on the other hand is when you replicate the environment artificially. So that would be like staying in Melbourne um, and maybe running is not the best example. It would be like doing a wind trainer session in a hot steamy bathroom. So you you, you want to acclimatize to Kona um, and you want to replicate the humidity but it's not that humid in Melbourne. So what you do is you go into the bathroom, turn on the hot tap, close the door, steam it up, and you do your training um, in an artificial environment. So they have the exact same goal. Um, they're going to increase your blood plasma volume. It's going to dec- so increase your sweat rate, but decrease your sodium and electrolyte loss. They do exactly the same things. Uh, and one's not even necessarily better than the other. As long as you replicate the environment, then, then it's, it's very much the same. Uh, it's, just, it's acclimatization if you're in the environment. It's acclimation if you create the environment, long story short. So, the next one I want to talk about is anaerobic threshold and lactate threshold. Again, very, very similar. Um, They almost replicate, in theory, they should replicate the same point, but they are measured slightly differently. So, your lactate threshold is the point that you need to take a blood lactate sample. So, it's like doing a, uh, if you came in at a VO2 max test with lactate, we can get your lactate threshold. So, what, what we're looking for is the last point at which lactate entry equals removal. So, at low intensities, you'd expect your lactate to be quite low because we get lactate, remember, from the anaerobic glycolysis system. So when we are, uh, when we have insufficient oxygen or we're not, we can't use up the oxygen because the intensity is too high, we start to get an increased contribution from the anaerobic glycolysis system, and that one's going to create lactic acid, which has lactate in it, which causes fatigue. Well, the hydrogen causes fatigue, lactate doesn't, but direct correlation between the two. So what we're looking for is the last point which that lactate's quite steady before it starts to get an exponential rise. 
So for example, in a lab setting, we look for a two millimole increase. So you might get you know, resting lactates one to two, so it might be 1.1. Next stage, it might be 1.5, it might be two, 2.53 even, three to four potentially. And then it would go from say four to seven. So we look for a two millimole increase. So if it goes from four to seven, then that lactate threshold is at the four millimole stage. Um, so yeah, the way we measure lactate threshold is it's purely on that exponential increase in blood lactate. So we take that from a, from a blood sample. Anaerobic threshold should in theory be exactly the same point, but it's measured differently. So we have, the, the anaerobic threshold is um, measured through our breathing responses, our ventilation. So we have two points. We have ventilatory threshold one and ventilatory threshold two. All it means is VT1 or ventilatory threshold one is the first deflection point where it goes from being linear to non-linear. So it might be going steady and then we get a slight, not exponential, but a slight skew. So if we did a line of best fit through the beginning of the data, there's gonna come a time where ventilation starts to trail off. That's called ventilatory threshold one. That would be your top end endurance zone. And then the next one, you do another line of best fit from the middle section of the data, it's gonna trail off again. So again, we're looking for an exponential increase, but this time we're looking at the ventilation, your breathing data, as opposed to blood lactate. So as I said before, in theory, and I'll say 90, 90 to 95% of the time, they actually represent the exact same point. Because when you get an exponential increase in your breathing, you also get an exponential increase in your blood lactate because you're trying to breathe in more air and oxygen to get rid of that blood lactate. So again, same, the very similar point, but measured differently. So they are used interchangeably, but they, you know, theoretically they shouldn't be. One's as a measure of your bloods, one's a measure of your breathing rate and your, and your ventilation. Um, last one I want to cover was aerobic power versus aerobic capacity, another one that's used interchangeably. So, I mean, break it down in the name, what's capacity and what's power? Capacity is how much you can do, power is how quickly you can do it. And, and that's sort of all we need to know about it. So aerobic capacity is a, the ability to use oxygen for a certain duration, okay? So it's a really hard one to measure. You can't, actually you can't really, you can't measure aerobic capacity, you can measure aerobic power. So let me start with aerobic power, it might be easy to explain. So aerobic power is being able to use oxygen quickly. VO2 max is an aerobic power test because we're measuring how quickly or how much oxygen we can use in a minute. Mills per kilo per minute, that's the measurement of our VO2. So we can physically measure that because it's, it's the maximum amount of oxygen we can use in a certain time frame, i.e. one minute. So it's how quickly we can use the oxygen. Whereas aerobic capacity, it has no duration. Um, it has no end point. You, you, your aerobic capacity is, is essentially it's infinite because we, we use our we use the aerobic system just to stay alive. So, I mean, you can measure that, that amount of oxygen, but you have to do that over a long, long time. So, let me put a practical example in. So, aerobic people need if you want to be successful at a marathon, if you want to be successful, sorry, just lost my earphone. Um, if you want to be successful at a marathon, if you want to be successful at an Ironman, if you want to be successful at anything lasting you know, an hour or longer, you need to have a good aerobic capacity. Because if you don't have a good aerobic capacity, you can't complete the distance using oxygen. So what that means is, I mean, in practical setting, what you'll see is if you go out for a run, let's say you're holding five minute K pace for a long time, 
there's going to come a point, let's say an hour in, where you're going to start to see a heart rate drift and you're going to start to breathe heavier and your rating of perceived exertion increases too. So if, if your heart rate and everything else is increasing but your pace is remaining the same, it's because you don't have a good aerobic capacity. There comes a point where you start to become, you start to become less efficient at using your oxygen. The whole idea of building aerobic capacity, that's your zone two endurance work. You, you want to build the base. So you want to get to 110% of expected race time because you want to be able to use that aerobic system for, for at least 100% of that time. So let's do 110%, gives you a, a bit of leeway in case something goes wrong in the day. But that's why we want that longer session to be 110%. So you have the aerobic capacity to actually physically complete the distance. After that, we want to be able to complete the distance faster. So that's when the aerobic power stuff comes into it. That's your VO2 max type interval. So, it's all good being able to complete the distance, but if you want to be competitive, you have to be able to complete the distance quicker. So that's when we talk about the aerobic power work. That's how quickly we can use oxygen. It's boosting up the, the mitochondrial density and all that sort of stuff um, so that we can physically, one, we can complete the distance using capacity, but then we can complete it quicker using aerobic power. So one is, one is how quickly, one is how much. So again, used interchangeably, but, but in, really they're, they're uh, quite different things. One's being able to complete the distance and one is being able to do it quickly so let me know what you think about this segment guys um i've got a few more things that are interchangeable which shouldn't be uh, and things like that so if this stuff is interesting let me know if you want me to keep it more practical based let me know that too and uh i'll speak to you again next time bye